This time I'll invite you to please stand as you are able for our Christmas proclamation gospel reading, which comes to us from the Gospel of Luke, where we hear these words. In those days a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. At this time we'll sing verse 1 of the hymn, Infant Holy, Infant Lowly. Our gospel continues. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Here ends our gospel reading for today. You may be seated. Beloved family of God, grace and peace to you from God, our Creator, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep the wandering stars go by. These are are some of my favorite uh, lyrics, favorite words to the Christmas hymn, O little town of Bethlehem. It's such a a blissful and serene picture 
painted, right? We can picture the stillness of the scene, a quiet community tucked in for the night. In my mind, I picture something like a Thomas Kincaid painting, something like this. Can we go to the next slide? Right, something like that. Doesn't that just look peaceful? Looks calm. How still we see thee lie. Above thy grief and dreamless. Right, this is the kind of, of image we picture when we sing those kinds of words. We imagine this sort of stillness in the Christmas story. But when we read the story from Luke's Gospel, the same story that we read every Christmas, the scene that's described is considerably different. The Christmas story starts with a reminder that they were living under Roman occupation. It starts by listing out who was the emperor, who was the governor, what were they were made to do by these ruling powers. So, so uh, they go down to the city of David, Joseph and Mary, go down to Bethlehem for the census. It's a 65-mile trip, right? Got to figure that most of that was on foot. So Mary, nearing giving birth, walking 65 miles, that doesn't sound very pleasant, right? That doesn't sound nice and still and serene, as some of our visions may seem. It's a wearying journey. Distinctly different image of Christmas than an image like this, yes? It's a Christmas story that has some grit to it. There's struggle and there's uncertainty and there's fear, and yet in the middle of all of that, God shows up. Mary gives birth to Jesus and wraps him in bands of cloth to lay him in a manger because there isn't room for him anywhere else. There's an element to the story that's cramped and crowded out in the midst of all of this uncertainty. And this can be helpful for us to remember because a lot of times we think that Christmas has to look like this, right? has to be nice and serene, has to be quiet, nothing can go wrong. How still we see thee lie, right? And we may have moments in the Christmas season that are like that. But we also know that for so many of us, and for certainly so many throughout our world, Christmas is remarkably different than that. That this year there is a Christmas marked by struggle and uncertainty and fear. And what I love about the Christmas story in Luke is that God doesn't hide away that uncertainty and fear before coming into this world. God doesn't wait for God's people to have everything in line before God shows up. Right? God shows up right in the middle of the mess. Go to the next slide. Right in the middle of the rubble, God shows up. Pastor Erin referenced this image in her sermon last Sunday. This is a picture taken from the Evangelical Lutheran Christmas Church in Bethlehem. Uh, this is what their manger scene looks like this year. It's a reminder that there are many things that are indeed wrong with the world today. That there are many things that are just left crumbling down. 
And yet still in the midst of that, God shows up. And we are able to bear witness to the struggle and to the fear and to the unsettledness that abounds so much in our world. But God doesn't hide away the struggle. God doesn't ignore the uncertainty. God shows up right in the middle of it. And not only does God show up, but God calls those who are nearby to bear witness to the new life that God is bringing into being. And we hear that playing out in Luke's Gospel. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. The shepherds, as Pastor Aaron talked about in her children's time today, the shepherds were not well thought of in society. They were not the go-to's for who you go to spread news to. They were people who were, who were looked down upon. And yet it's to them that an angel of the Lord appears and announces the greatest news ever told. To you this day in the city of David is born a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And what God does then is God calls the shepherds to the manger. God calls the shepherds to go to Mary and Joseph, and to bear witness to what God has told them. God calls those shepherds to, to go and find Joseph and Mary in the middle of their struggle and their uncertainty. God calls them to go and bear witness to what God has told them and what God is doing in their midst. And I think God calls us to do the same. To bear witness with one another to those places in our life where God shows up in the middle of the mess. Rabbi Sharon Brous, a rabbi of a Jewish community in Los Angeles, tells this beautiful story of a tradition thousands of years old where people would go up to the temple on a high holy day. They would walk up the steps to the temple mount in Jerusalem. It was this pilgrimage. People would do it maybe two or three times in their life. They would walk up the stairs and they would go through an arched entryway and they would turn to their right and they would walk around the perimeter of the courtyard. And after they walked around in this pilgrimage, after they completed the lap of their journey, they would exit where they had come in. But there was another group who would also enter and would turn left. And tradition said it was anyone who was experiencing a broken heart. Anyone who was experiencing loss or grief or suffering. They would come in the temple the exact same way and they would turn left. And as these people would encounter one another on their walks, as they would walk around, the people who had turned right had one task. They had one sacred duty that day, and that was simply to ask the people they encountered, ask those who were there and brokenhearted, to ask them what happened. To ask them to tell their story. And the person would say, I'm, I'm brokenhearted. My loved one just died. I'm worried sick about my kid. The doctors found a lump. 
They would share their story. They would share the things that had broken their hearts and that grieved them terribly. And the people who were on their pilgrimage, the people who had encountered them, would have to stop and offer a blessing to them. Hear their story, bear witness to their pain, and then offer them a blessing before they could continue on their pilgrimage. I think there's such profound insight in this act because people going up to the temple for this pilgrimage, they could be dreaming their whole life about what it could be, what it would be like. The last thing that you'd want to do on a a trip of a lifetime is to stop and ask a stranger who's coming toward you what's going on. And yet the only religious obligation they had that day is to see this other person, see this person right across from them, to see them in their suffering and to ask what their story is and to offer them a blessing in the name of God. And likewise, if you are broken and shattered, the last thing that you want to do is show up in a space where you have to tell your story to other people. To show up and go against the current in such a public and visible way. And yet that's their obligation that day as well. That's their sacred duty. Maybe it's been a hard year for you. Maybe you had similar feelings coming here today. I don't want to show up there. I don't know what kind of year you've had. I don't know the ups and downs that you have experienced in this year. And yet I think what the Christmas story captures is this very sacred and profound need for God's people to be seen and heard by one another in our struggles. The shepherds are invited to bear witness to what God has done in the middle of the uncertainty and the fear. They're invited to see that indeed Jesus Christ is born. And they bear witness to what God is doing there in the manger. As much as I love the peaceful scene set by the hymn, O Little Town of Bethlehem, I love even more how that verse continues, because it doesn't end there, right? It doesn't end with the stars going by. The verse continues, Yet in thy dark street shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. I love that line. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight tonight, because this is our gospel story. Whatever hopes or fears you have brought with you today, I have good news for you. To you in this day, in the city of David, is born a Savior who is Christ the Lord. No matter the ups or downs your year has brought you or your family or your loved ones, that news is true for you today as it has for each and every person who has heard that gospel throughout the centuries. Jesus continues to show up in unexpected places when we walk alongside one another in the joys and sorrows of life and bear witness to all that God is indeed doing. And for the opportunity to walk alongside one another in this place, we say thank you to God.
Amen.